0: why are you not saying anything kate 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 knows this b-roll is going to go at the front
1: i'm just i'm just giving you time to um
0: fuck up <laughs> 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 and now it's time for the techie you drive at five with robin valters and dan taylor let's do this well all right all right all right you have found it this is the techie you drive at five i am your host dan taylor and we are the droids you're looking for welcome back yet again ladies and gentlemen to all of you who tune in every single week Thanks, Mom. I'd love to say thank you for coming back. We've got a lot of action to cover this week, so let's not waste any time. Fiona, I'm going to go to you this week. We're going to work in reverse order. Now, you had an interesting one. I personally am a huge fan of no labels, like like on my T-shirts. I mean, actually, I don't have a T-shirt on today that has a label. I usually am the <laughs> first guy to break out the the gaffer tape, and I will gaffer over any logos because my thinking is, If I'm not getting paid to advertise for those people, why should I be, you know, flaunting that logo around everywhere? But I think you've got something a a little bit of a different angle. You've got a new fund uh, with no labels attached. Is that correct?
2: Yes, that's right. Um, so this week saw the launch of a new London-based VC fund, and it's for immigrants, and it's called No Label Ventures. So the fund was founded by Ramsey Rafi. Um, he himself is an immigrant. His parents left Lebanon during the Civil War, and um, his investor's CV involves an angel investor in companies like Farm Lead, and Palo. Um, The fund will uh, concentrate on early stage startups with immigrant founders um, who are first or second generation immigrants from outside uh, Western Europe. He says he wants to foster a culture of collaboration within the portfolio, therefore each founder backed by Noble Label Ventures will receive a share of profits generated by investee companies.
0: I have a question does Does that mean okay? So does that mean everybody? Like if if I'm a company, you're a company. You do well, I tank. Mm.
1: Mm. I'm still getting
0: money from you. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's smooth.
1: Mm. Y'all want to start a
0: company? We should start a company.
1: We could all start one.
0: I don't think I don't think any of us are second generation immigrants from outside of Western Europe though. No, am I'm, I'm from outside not. of Western Europe. Me too. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. of course. Well, well, Kate, okay. Kate, Kate and Dan, K and D Ventures. C and D. I do that every time, don't I? Kate. I, I keep wanting to call you with a K. I'm sorry. C and D Ventures. C and D Ventures. All right. Well, you know where I hear a great place to do a startup, or, or at least it used to be. I, I don't know how that, what the climate's like these days. Ireland was is the hot spot, Fiona. What do you think?
2: Yes. So in other great news for startups, and in this case, it's Climb tech Startups I'm talking about, Ireland has a new accelerator program uh, called 2050, which is going to be easy for anyone to remember. Um, what is it with people's names this week? It's part of a new initiative uh, between... Dogpatch Labs, which is an innovation hub in Dublin and the Irish government. So everyone's invited to apply to the programme. They are taking entries from around the globe and the link is in the tech.eu article that I wrote this week. So if you want to find out more go in there, find the link and submissions close on the 20th of April. Um, It's part of an idea to make Ireland even greener and to build Ireland as a platform for climate-focused innovation and other hubs in the country will get involved too, like the RDI Hub in Kerry, Republic of Work in Cork, and Portachet in Galway. And then in other other news, Dogpatch Labs today confirmed that they are the winners of a 5 million five-year contract to run the H-Ban Halo Business Angel Network. And they're nicking that from further, who some people might know as Dublin Vic. They have ran it since... I think, 2017. Um, also, John Phelan, the managing director of Hban, today announced that he is stepping down. So that is all the news from there.
0: Do you know if this is any kind of shady dealings? I mean, you, you, you're saying they've nicked it from further and we've got a managing director stepping down. Is there any uh, any uh, hanky-panky going I... on here or what's the deal? <laughs>
2: I am not going to say that there's any hanky panky. I would like to be able to tell you more about this, but uh, mm. I'm reading this as secondhand news. Um, right. And also, uh, I think that they probably just put in a better proposal because they seem to be acing everything. They got the NDRC there before mm. as well. So, you know, Dogpatch are, are really poovering yeah. up everything in Ireland when it comes to tech startups.
1: So they got a good tender rider as well, which is a great skill. to Oh write. yeah,
2: <laughs> hey, there you go. I wonder who it is now. Yeah,
0: you, you might you might say they're fetching all the balls, digging up all the bones. No, Oh. No. All, right. All, right. Yeah. all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Hey, not, not. every not every joke's gonna land. All right, <laughs> no. but you know what? I, what what I find this is I find this very cool because uh, you know I've, I've spent some time in ireland beautiful country uh and and i guess much like the uk uh with london everything in ireland seems to end up in dublin uh and i have been out to the rdi spaces or space maybe i think in Kerry, and it was draw jaw-droppingly beautiful so i'm i'm uh, quite excited to see some some uh, some of the love being spread around ireland Thank you Fiona for the Irish update and for uh, uh giving Kate and I a, a reason to start a company because uh mo money <laughs> but uh, speaking of mo money uh everybody done their chat GTP four experiments lately have we been have we, are we still playing around with that yet? Uh, okay because I I actually fed it one the other day that uh you know gave it sixty dollars to uh, make me a million and you should have seen the results I, I may or may not post them on tech you later this week or or uh, next week, I should say. But who did raise some money this week and has something to do with chat GTP, or I should say OpenAI, is uh there's a company in Norway called One X. They're formerly known as Halodi, Halodi something, Robotics. Uh they raised 23.5 in a series A2 D2 funding round, uh, which is aimed at ramping up the production of the company's bipedal. Android, Kate. What's a bipedal android?
1: Okay, so I'm assuming it's a um, a robot with um, some type of legs or something like that.
0: Okay. All right. All right. Good. Good. I wasn't. I wasn't too far off then. Well, maybe
1: something on the bottom. Well,
0: something on the bottom. Right. So the bipedal android's name is Neo. That's not mm-hmm. ominous uh, in tandem with scaling up the manufacturing of its first commercially available Android, which is called Eve. Now why they didn't call the other one, Adam, I have no idea, uh, in Norway and North America. Now that's all interesting at best. Open AI leads the round, but, uh, a quick look of their rather, well, Scandinavian looking website. It's very minimal at best. Uh, they have four partners listed. One is Nvidia. Okay. Makes sense, right? Okay. Mm, OpenAI. Sure, I'm, I'm getting it. Tiger Global. Always nice to drop a name. And ADT Commercial. I'm sorry? Yes. ADT Commercial. If you're not familiar with ADT Commercial, they are uh, a branch of ADT, which is uh, a Boca Raton, Florida-based home uh, and business security provider right which then led me down uh, which then led me down a very interesting rabbit hole to flip my VPN on and route myself through a few different places to actually get there uh, but I did find ADT commercial and if you head over to tech eu uh, and, and check out the uh, 1x article you'll find a very very scary looking image of a very very scary looking robot which ADT commercial is going to be employing to presumably keep watch over warehouses and and supply chain stuffs and things., uh, yeah. Uh, so all of our fears of uh, Terminator are in fact coming true. Uh, and I, I, and I'll go one further because open open AI's startup fund manager Brad Lightcap and and Sagarak Capital's Espen Knelson, both, both of them commented, um uh, uh, you know on the on the rays and they stressed the term safety first both of them were talking about safety i i can't imagine why uh, safety first and robots would uh, have anything to do with each other Thoughts? Anyone? No? Yeah, they're both sitting there dumbfounded, like, I can't believe this is actually <laughs> happening.
1: I'm getting Nightscope vibes. People probably recall Nightscope, which is a U.S. company making security robots, most infamous for when the um, robots would, um, quote unquote, commit suicide by um,
0: mm. falling
1: into water and things like that.
0: Mm. And there mm. was a
1: lot of issues raised in their, their use in um, uh, surveillance and things like that.
0: And, and I mean, you know, we recently saw that Boston Robotics is getting involved in uh, warehouse automation. Mm. But let's be honest, take one look at that dog, and it's, it's not a big leap to put a rifle on top of it. So yeah, so robots are uh, here to stay. And I, for one, would like to say to our new overlords, I welcome you. And I have never kicked a living <laughs> or robotic dog. Thank you very much. Moving on to, yay, way better news, Tech Nation. They're not done and dusted yet. I mean, maybe the name is, but it would appear that the legacy is not because we got confirmation this week that the founder for Founders Forum Group, Brent Hoberman and Co, everybody knows, right, we all know Founders Forum, uh, they're in talks with Tech Nation to acquire the portfolio. So if you've been living under a rock, a quick reminder, uh, 20th of this year. Uh, the news came out that the UK's uh, the UK government's digital growth services tender had been awarded to Barclays Eagle Lab, meaning that uh, you know basically all of those uh, nice support mechanisms that uh, Tech Nation has spent many many years uh, building up and uh, helping to foster a UK ecosystem. They were gonna go bye bye, uh, possibly. Who knows? I mean, the talk is that that Barclays could mm-hmm. take that over, but. Barclays is a bank, and they're a commercial entity, so I have to think that their um, goals were not exactly aligned. And to no one's surprise, 11 days after that announcement, uh, Tech Nation, they officially called it, uh, they said, as of the 31st of March, which is today, rest in peace, Tech Nation, you were lovely, we loved you, Uh, they would effectively be no more, and that they were seeking, quote, expressions of interest from organizations that would be interested in its internationally acclaimed brand, i.e. its programs and portfolio. So uh, a few days after that, we sat down, Robin, uh, who's not here with us today, who's on a train, uh, sat down with Gerard Gretsch and uh, basically got the the dirt. And Gerard being the statesman that he is, really wouldn't dish anything, really just talked about uh, what a good long run it was and wouldn't tell us any of the back channel Uh, uh, talks that had happened, but it's a very good interview. I highly recommend you go over and listen to it. But uh, yeah, so it it would appear that the legacy of of Tech Nation is going to live on, uh, at least under the umbrella of the Founders Forum. And as part of the same statement, Tech Nation did confirm that they are, uh, they're still taking global talent uh, visa applications. They're endorsing them for the foreseeable future until the UK government gets its shit in order and figures out who the fuck else is going to do it. So that's that um i got one last thing do i have time well how are yeah. we doing on time we're doing oh we're good on time okay so munich's Isar, ISAR is is aerospace uh they landed get that landed is it a space right landed 155 million in a series c round it's going to see them just basically keep on building what they're building which is rockets and you know stuff to put more stuff in space Uh, But a few days later, which will be today at the same time, Virgin Orbit, which I know is not a European company, but it's Virgin. And we all like to think that, you know, everything Virgin is is Branson and British. Uh, So they confirmed late last night via CNBC and then the Bloomberg this morning, I believe it was, that they had failed to secure any new funding and that they had decided to mothball the entire project, effectively eliminating 675 jobs or 85% of its workforce immediately The 15 remaining people, 15% of the people hanging around are basically there to wrap up the operations and put the packing tape on the boxes. Uh, So it's kind of sad. I mean, uh, the Virgin Orbit thing, I always thought it was a bit... mm, I mean, it was fun to look at, though, wasn't it? I mean, you're strapping rockets to the bottom of a 747, taking it up to the edge of the stratosphere, and then launching. I mean, it it looked cool, but uh, I mean, they had a couple uh, successes back in 21 and 22. 22... But uh, as we all know, they, they kind of spectacularly failed to achieve uh, a mission uh, earlier this year, which was to be the first of its kind on British soil. And I wish I had a sad, sad trombone noise to play right now. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll put one in in post. But uh, after that, the stock price plummeted. They couldn't secure any more funding. And so, yeah, it's uh, belly up for Virgin Orbit. Kate. Kate. Cheer me up, please.
1: That's bad news. But yeah, <laughs> it is. I, mean, I know.
0: I love space tech. Anything space, I'm all for it. And when when a space tech folds, eh, that's 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 sad. Even when even when Sir Sir Richard puts his his uh, time, money, and effort behind it, it yeah. doesn't always pan out.
1: That's it. And I always think of the the R and D hours and.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: earnings that unless they tr- are transferred to other enterprises are just wasted
0: apparently there is a buyer there yeah, there's yeah. in talks for a buyer i mean be. there's always a buyer right mm. um but uh, nobody knows quite who it is at this point i jesus let's hope it's not elon because uh you know then we'll be launching rockets with blue ticks
1: not, not a nice thought. But um, no. yeah, I'm here to talk about the European Champions Alliance, which while it sounds a bit like a I don't know a gaming competition it's, or something
0: it's a football match, right?
1: Very, very odd. Made me think of you know <laughs> Depp sitting in chairs with Red Bull um, behind the screen. It's actually a non profit initiative um, started during the pandemic, and it's about bringing startups together um, within Europe, but also with um, enterprises and ecosystem partners and people like that. And I'll stress by starting off saying this is actually a non. As I said, it's a nonprofit. These are people not getting paid. So these are people who just saw a need and wanted to do something good. And what they're kind of trying to do is um, it's around this idea of sovereignty, which is the idea that at the moment in um, in Europe there's a lot of skills, particularly in deep tech, things like climate tech and cloud computing, cybersecurity. They want to keep some of that knowledge. Um, in Europe, because otherwise it will place Europe's critical industries at risk. And so the way they want to do that is really by creating a, I guess, an ecosystem where companies, particularly startups and scale ups, can find, you know, find partnerships and clients and um, and customers and all that sort of Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, And, you know, I I spoke to Andrew Vaughan, who's one of the members and some of the really interesting foundings that got me as um, particularly as an Australian who um, is not from Europe originally, as you probably guessed, is the fear of crossing borders. You know, she spoke quite a lot about the experience they have, particularly in the French ecosystem, where companies who are wanting to make um, to sell their products, for example, to Germany, are quite reluctant to go mm. and visit Germany. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's a bit like, you know, she'd be saying to them, it's three hours away, catch a train, mm-hmm. you know, you can do this. So that getting those kinds of things going, and you know, it's, it's sort of the impression i really got is it's about you know not only providing those warm introductions all that networking you know here's somebody you should meet but actually people doing it <laughs> so people yeah. actually taking that step <laughs> um and so you know i i think the other thing that really came across was that there's often cultural differences as well as things like language of course um local rec- regulations and, and legislation that really differs um across europe you know in mm-hmm. its diversity and that can also be a pretty persistent pain point for companies that are trying to scale within the, um, the European regions. And so, you know, really jumping into these kinds of initiatives where they're offering workshops, they're offering training, they're offering connections um, in, in quite tangible ways. And, you know, there's, if you have a look at the article, there's a few good examples of where they've really been able to, Get companies um, who, whose talent may well have been lost to Silicon Valley or their investors. Mm. Um, only in Silicon Valley have been able to really do something locally. I think that's mm. kind of cool.
0: Interesting, interesting. Well, I mean, you know, the Americans—they're not outgoing and uh, networkers uh, by default, anyway. I wouldn't know anything <laughs> about that. But oh. um, it would—it would appear that this—that the uh, the uh, the Premier League, excuse me, the European Champions Alliance. Uh, what do what they got? They, they've got an event coming up in May
1: they're doing yeah they have their first kind of in-person proper event because as i said they started during the pandemic and it's an opportunity for companies to meet and collaborate and potentially find you know find your customers find your partners find people you know find startups that are in the ecosystems you're trying to reach so you find a way of getting that traction
0: that sounds great and all but do you know there's another event coming up in may where you could Do a lot of the same There is, and and we did did mention this event, yes. And and maybe even meet all three of us in person. Does anybody know when that event is and where it might be, Robin? Robin? Robin, well, Robin's not here. Oh, uh, yeah, it's May 24th in Brussels. And if you're wondering what that event is, it's the European Champions Alliance tangential event to the Tech EU Summit. Actually, I don't even know if the ECA... ECA? Isn't that a guy from Beastie Boys? Oh, no, that's MCA. Right. Couldn't they have figured out a way to, like... Anyway, come join us in Brussels on the 24th of May. You'll get to buy me a drink. I'm really not anywhere close to this funny in person. I'm funnier. Um. Anybody got anything else? I Actually, I do. I got one more thing. But does anybody yeah. have one more thing before my one more thing?
2: I have... I have one more thing that I forgot to mention, and I do apologize. Um, It's the uh, No uh, Label Ventures. They actually will help people with their visas, Mm. which is also an interesting um, sidebar to them as well. So I should have mentioned that because anybody that is interested in, in them panicking over visas, then they said that they will support people with their visa process. So that's great, isn't it?
0: you know, as a person in the United Kingdom right now, applying for their indefinite leave to remain uh, permit. Yes, that that is very encouraging. So if this doesn't work out, I'll just, uh, Kate, we're gonna start a company. I got another five years in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Well, listen, I, as Robin is not here, he's on a train speeding across Europe right now. I'm gonna take over the one more thing. And I'll tell you what, here's what happens when Robin gets on a train and they leave me in charge. Uh, there was some news this week that I'm gonna go with like it's tech related, right? So we're gonna go we're going with like tech-related.eu. techrelated.eu this the, today for this. But it was just so cool. I, I mean, I, how often do I get to write about one of my hobbies and tie it into my profession? And that is that uh, Marshall is no longer Marshall. For those of you that wonder what I'm talking about, you 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 know it uh, whether you whether you know it or don't know it. You know what a Marshall amp is uh jimmy hendrix jimmy page slash dan taylor eric clapton i mean <laughs> if you've listened to anything in the past 60 years you uh, that has to do with a guitar or a bass you've heard of marshall well this week uh stockholm's zounds industries uh who they, they had a partnership with marshall that's been going on since 2011. uh the, They've had a partnership going on with Marshall since 2010. Well, this week, they turned that partnership up to 11, and they acquired Marshall outright. So Marshall is no longer Marshall. It's now the Marshall Group, which I think is far better branding than Zounds Industries. Zounds Isn't that like, that's a guy from uh, a James Bond film, isn't it? No, that's Zorin. Zorin. i
1: getting Zimmer
0: Get, Zimmer. Zorin Industries <laughs> with... Uh, Chris Walken. Uh, Yeah, Zoran Industries was Chris Walken. But this is Zounds Industries. They now own Marshall. Uh, They bought them outright. Uh, The the 13-year partnership uh, has turned into a wholly owned venture, uh, which means Zounds has bought Marshall Amplification, Natal Drums, Marshall Records, and Marshall Live Agency for an undisclosed sum. Uh, But apparently, uh, the the company did, uh, you know, address the the people like me who started freaking out, and they said that the Marshall family will become the largest shareholder in the newly formed Marshall Group at 24%. So, Jim Marshall, he died in, I'm going to go with 2012, I believe, but his heirs, his son, who's also the co-founder of the company, uh, and daughter... Victoria, I believe her name is, and the granddaughters, and then there's the Marshall Foundation. They're, they'll all still be involved. So there will still be some um, uh, Milton Keynes soul in those amps. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I just, I, you know, it's not really tech related, but I just thought it was pretty cool that like the iconic Marshall amps got bought by a Swedish effectively headphone maker. So the times they are a change in. Well, listen, that's about all the time we have for the Drive at Five this week. As always, my name is Dan Taylor. I am a bass player. I've been joined by Fiona Alston, who is shredding that lead guitar through a Marshall amp. Kate Lawrence, keeping the rhythm section tight. That's it for the show this week, folks. We are out of here.